Hey everyone, welcome to episode 73 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, where we are discussing tips 8 through 14 of how to use the Disney Dining Plan correctly and what it all means. Welcome to or welcome back to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Phillips, and my goal is to empower you to take that next step on your health and fitness journey. As a fitness, health, and lifestyle entrepreneur, I will share with you stories of triumph, struggle, optimism, and empowerment in all aspects of fitness and health from myself and many guests who have overcome the same obstacles you are working through today. Let's dive into today's topic and get you some actionable steps to apply to your journey. Welcome back, everyone. My name is Danny. I am your host, and I'm your resource for fitness, food, and travel. Welcome to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you're new here, make sure you consider subscribing. Click that subscribe button down below on whatever device you're listening on. That way you don't miss out on future content, and you get notifications when the content comes through so that you're the first to know about anything special coming up, like my healthy Disney ebook, which will be out in the next couple of months. I'm so excited. I've been working on this ebook since February of this year, February of 2018. And I feel like I have enough content, enough information out there now to really put this together nicely, to do it properly. But I'm going to share with you some little tidbits here today. If you missed episode 72, make sure you go back and listen to it after this because that has tips one through seven on the Disney dining plan, what it is, what the credits are worth, how to use it, and it it walks you right into today's episode, which is tips 8 through 14. Let's not dilly-dally and get right into it. Episode 8, episode 8, tip number 8. I promise you guys, I've had plenty of caffeine today. <laughs> if I want to purchase a food item and I know it's not worth the dollar value of the credit, do I have to use the Disney Dining Plan and my Magic Band? The answer to that is no. You may use your Disney Magic Band and charge to your room and to the card that you have on file, or you can charge to a card on the spot, or you can use cash, so you don't have to use your Disney Dining Plan credit. An example here might be if you want to purchase a snack item, but the snack is only $2.99, and you know that a snack credit is technically worth $5, maybe you want to pay for that snack out of pocket instead of using your snack credit for it and try to find some snack credits that are $5 or more to make it more worth your value. Next question, number nine. If I have back-to-back reservations with like hotel reservations, how does the Disney Dining Plan rollover work? So essentially, you have this magic band, right? And you should have one magic band per reservation. So you're not going to have one magic band that is good for the span of two separate reservations. So you have, from the time that you check in 
for your first reservation until midnight the day that you check out of that first reservation to use your first magic band for all of the Disney Dining Plan credits that are on that first reservation. Now you can use your second Disney Dining Plan and Magic Band on the day that you check out from the first one. You can use them on the same day, but you have it comes from a different pot. So essentially you have two different pots of credits, one for the first reservation that's attached to one magic band and a pot for the second reservation that's attached to your second magic band. So you can use them both on the same day, but they're gonna pull from different pots. So when you run out of credits from the first band and your first reservation, you can, you can still use your second one, but they're not gonna roll over onto your first band. So you have to start using your second magic band. Now, if you are starting to rack up those magic bands and you don't know what to do with them, turn them right back into the front desk and they will properly recycle them for you. I know my mom has like eight right now. So mom, if you're listening to this, you can totally recycle them. Just bring them up to the front desk. I know I have four. And now that I know what to do with them, I will be bringing my excess ones up to the front desk upon my departure in a couple of days. That way I don't have to bring them home because they're not really gonna do me a ton of good after I leave here. Okay, <laughs> number nine, question number nine, when can I begin using my Disney Dining Plan credits? And we kind of just covered this. So from the time that you check in up until midnight, the day that you check out, you can use your Disney Dining Plan credits. So <clears throat> if you check out at 11 a.m. one day, but you're not planning on leaving town, you wanna to go spend some time at the parks first, maybe you have a late evening flight, you can still use your Disney dining plan even after you've checked out up until midnight. So that answers that. All right, tip number 11. How does tipping work with the Disney dining plan? I think this is something new. Tips used to be included, they are no longer included. However, tips are not required for snacks or quick service or counter service. But they are, you know, just like any sit-down restaurant, they are expected, you know, as long as you feel that the server did a good enough job to receive a tip. So it's not included. So be prepared to either tip in cash or charge to your magic band in the, the card on file, or you can uh, provide a credit or a debit card at the restaurant or a gift card, you know, whatever works. But be prepared that it's gonna be separate and you'll have two sets of receipts that you'll have to sign. Your server will be very specific about which receipt is for your dining plan and which receipt is for the tip and which ones the restaurant needs to keep and which ones are for you. So hopefully that answers that question because we were confused with that at first. Next question is, may I have alcohol on my Disney dining plan? And the short answer is yes. There are many different ways that you can include alcoholic beverages on your Disney dining plan. Usually not for a snack credit, but usually yes, for a quick service or table service drink. So for most of your meals, you are absolutely going to be able to have an alcoholic beverage with that. However, if you are trying to be healthy, you do want to limit those and <laughs> you just wanna be wise about how many alcoholic beverages you consume while you are uh, you know, enjoying your vacation because you do want to remember it. Oh, and fun fact, Disney, um, well, we were at Epcot yesterday for the Food and Wine Festival and 
there was kombucha at one of the booths. And if you're not familiar with kombucha, it's a fermented drink and it has a very, 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 very tiny amount of alcohol in it. Most places do not care. Like you can buy it at a grocery store. Nobody's going to ask anything for the most part, but there are certain brands of kombucha that maybe have a tiny bit more in them than others. Anyway, you had to show an ID and you could only purchase a certain amount. I think it was two, four ounce cups per person at a time if you wanted that kombucha. So that was just interesting. Interesting fun fact. <laughs> Moving on. What is included with each type of credit? Okay, so a snack credit is simply one beverage or snack item and that's designated by a little uh, Disney dining plan icon and it's a little square, it's like a little checkerboard with four sections in it and there's the Disney D in the top left hand corner, the lowercase d in the top right hand corner, a P in the bottom right hand corner, and then a little fountain drink in the bottom left hand corner or a little cup icon. So if there's the, that little icon or logo next to any item on a menu, that is a snack credit or that's worth a snack credit. So with your quick service or your counter service, you can have one entree and either a beverage or dessert, just depending on the location and what they offer. So that's, that's good because a lot of times I'm not a soda drinker. I don't really want a beverage i haven't wanted i haven't had alcohol the whole time i've been here but let me tell you i will i will have some of that dessert i'll have a lot of some of that dessert <laughs> way more than i need so i i really enjoyed the fact that the quick service came with an entree and a dessert option instead of an entree and a drink because i probably would have wasted a lot of those drinks or ended up getting bottles of water which I know a bottle of water is not worth $5, you know, or it's not worth part of my $24 quick service. So that's that. And then table service. So for a breakfast table service, you get a beverage and an entree. And then for lunch or dinner, you will receive one beverage, one entree, and one dessert. Now in some restaurants, you can request to switch out a dessert or a drink for an appetizer, and usually that's a specified soup or salad. So if you are looking to be a little bit healthier, you wanna make sure you get some greens in, or you're just not feeling dessert, you want something more savory, then just ask. Really the big ticket thing here is you have to ask, or you will never know. So just ask your server, see if you can do any sort of a substitution as far as a drink or dessert goes. Maybe you can get a salad instead of your drink, you know, or a cup of soup instead of the drink or instead of the dessert. And then if you want to get all four of those things, if you want an appetizer and your drink and your entree and a dessert, one of those is just gonna have to come out of pocket. So just recognize that if you want to do a substitution, you just have to ask. And if you want to have a little bit more than what your plan includes, it's totally fine. It's just gonna come out of pocket. Okay, and then last but not least for these tips is are all table service restaurants created equal? The answer to that is no. So many of the table service restaurants have character dining and, and some don't, and a lot of those are worth one table service credit. But some character dining credits are worth two table service credits. So you do wanna make sure that you double check which ones are which beforehand. And 
you know, try to get a more expensive item on the meal if, or on, on the menu if you are getting two, two table service credits out of it. You know, you're usually going to get some sort of a dinner show, which they do have some special um, higher-end restaurants that are labeled signature dining or dinner shows, and those are worth two table service credits as well. So just make sure that you are doing a little bit of research beforehand and figuring out, you kind of mapping out where you're going to eat and how many credits that's going to be worth. So those are my 14 tips. Again, if you didn't catch the first seven from episode 72, make sure you go check out episode 72. But hopefully this was really helpful for you. Let me know what your tip and takeaway is from this podcast episode. If you have any other advice you'd like to share with everybody listening on how to best go about using the Disney dining plan, please comment that below. If you're you know, listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, leave us a comment, help everybody out. If you are you know, taking a look at this episode off of my Instagram, then please, you know, definitely put a comment down below or uh, take a snapshot of this and send it to me an Instagram story and let me know your thoughts and I'll try to include them in the next Disney Dining Plan tip episode. Other than that, thanks so much for being here today. I can't wait to continue bringing y'all more uh, just information about health and wellness and fitness while traveling to Disney. I know so many of us struggle with, you know, going on vacation, including myself, and, you know, coming back feeling like we have to diet or like we have to be eating healthy food the whole time we're here. And it's it's a balance, right? It's, it's not easy. I will tell you, it is not easy, especially at the Food and Wine Festival. Even someone like me who, you know, has really built in fitness and health as a part of life. I have worked out every day for about an hour to an hour and a half since I've been here. And you can't, you can't outwork a, a bad diet. I've, I've tried, I've literally tried. So it's nice to know where your healthier options are and what you can and can't include, what you can and can't ask for. And that's my goal here is I want to bring you the most up-to-date information on how to make sure that you have the best magical vacation ever and still get to enjoy some of those indulgences but figure out a way to incorporate the health in there too so that you can come home and truly feel like you took a vacation and are well rested and not feel like you have to immediately go back on a diet or you know immediately kind of change and alter your lifestyle again to being very restrictive since you were so open and free on your vacation. So that's what, I, that's what I aim to bring to you. So thanks again for listening. I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for spending time with me today and listening to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast. If you felt empowered to make a change in your life and take the next step on your health and fitness journey, then please do me a favor and take a moment to share this episode with a friend who needs to hear this message. This podcast is available via iTunes, SoundCloud, and Anchor, which shares to a multitude of other platforms, so make sure you check out the platform that you enjoy most. And if you really, truly do enjoy this content, then please do me another favor and go over to iTunes, give this podcast a five-star rating and an honest review, and that will truly help the podcast to grow and reach as many people as possible. So thank you in advance for that. 
Also, if you know of someone, perhaps a friend or family member that has been through a huge struggle in their fitness and health journey and they have overcome that struggle, please pass them on to me. I would love to hear about their journey and share it with the rest of the world. Until next time, cheers to your next leap of strength.